0: Travel Squad Podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego and now we adventure the world together.
1: One passport stamp at a time.
0: We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures.
1: Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal.
0: Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're the Travel Travel Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your tickets, your passport,
1: and don't forget your travel insurance.
2: And prepare for takeoff.
1: everybody. Welcome to another quarantine YouTube edition of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to you guys about how COVID has changed life for us here in San Diego. I'm Jamal.
3: I'm Zaina. Brittany. And I'm Kim. And like Jamal said, we have a weekly travel podcast called Travel Squad Podcast, where we put out travel stories, inspiration, we tell about our trips. We give you tons of travel advice. But since people aren't traveling too much right now, we are taking to YouTube to do some special edition quarantine episodes.
2: And since everyone knows we're currently going through the COVID-19 pandemic, today our episode is all about how COVID-19 has specifically changed San Diego. There have been so many changes that, are, that affect our everyday life, and things change so quickly within days or hours even. There's just so much change, and we just want to address them and tell you guys all about them.
0: Mm -hmm. at the time of this recording we have been hunkered down in quarantine for two months seven days six hours and I have no idea how many minutes
1: so you've really counted that all down haven't you
0: I mean I think we went into lockdown on March 19th I remember that because you guys weren't in California and I was texting you constantly oh my god you're not gonna make it home
1: yeah well you know COVID has really changed everybody's daily life, and each city is kind of going through a lot of the same things, but there's a lot of things that are unique to San Diego in terms of the fact that we have beaches and how they're regulating beaches and different things here. So a lot of the stuff, I mean, everybody's going through, but there's a lot of unique things that are specific to San Diego. But luckily for us, just recently, like here in California, um, we're moving into phase three of the reopening, which is gonna include um, sit-down dining, barber shops, things like that. Unfortunately, as you guys maybe can see, I haven't been able to get my cut as of yet. So I'm gonna be swooping in on that real quick any day now for those cuts.
2: <laughs> and like Jamal said, we are we just moved into phase three and there's four phases of the California reopening plan. Um, so like jamal said like hair salons just recently got the approval to open but not a lot of places have actually opened yet so although they got the approval there some individual barber shops still need to staff their barber shops and or the salons and so even though they have the approval to open a lot of places still aren't even open yet and
3: dine-in restaurants where there's a lot of them that have reopened and have really um taken on the new procedures, there's a lot that are still doing takeout and there's still some that are not even doing takeout.
2: Yeah, there's so many changes. And like in stage three, gyms are allowed to reopen, movie theaters and professional sports without live audiences, but that's like later in the phase three. So it's like little things here and there that we're gonna talk about. And I also heard, this is an interesting fact, specific to san diego that they're not allowing nail salons to open in san diego because our first community spread case was
0: actually traced back to a nail salon
2: mm-hmm. so
0: they're not allowing nail salons to open currently wow oh, i didn't know that you know what i think is going to be that was really interesting actually i really didn't know that but um luckily for...
1: no manis to myself so i don't really need to get in there like you ladies need to upkeep. so i'm the... <laughs>
0: there you go um Think of all the employees of the employers who were either laid off, furloughed, whatever, and then they probably went out to try to find another job or they just don't feel safe enough to come back. So I think it's gonna be really interesting for the employers and all these places that are opening because it's like, yeah, what kind of staff do they have now? Are they fully booked or, or like fully staffed or what? And That might be why
2: some of the places have gotten the approval to open, but haven't just opened yet because they might not have the staff to do so. Yeah. So let's talk about, in general, what has changed in San Diego. Like right off the top of my head, in pretty much all of San Diego, you must wear a mask or facial covering when entering any store.
0: Except for Home Depot. I don't think they have a sign. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing about Home Depot. Definitely wear a mask at Home Depot. But I think that someone had made a comment that there was no sign at Home Depot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And but you know, you you have to wear one. And that's like a really good point. Like here for us and you know what we're seeing on the news, they really focus on big cities when you see it, and obviously people are. I'm interested to see really in rural America if they've made that the norm, but definitely here in San Diego, you have to have a face covering in order to go into any store or location that's open. So whether it be a grocery store or Target, for that matter, was deemed an essential business or any of those other types of uh, vendors that are open, you do need that mask. Speaking of the masks, though, interesting to see what will happen with Phase 3 and the restaurants for the sit-in. Supposedly, California in general and San Diego is doing this, uh, too. I think they're having the employees obviously wear masks. You have to wear a mask as a patron as you enter until you get to your table. Uh, then you could take it off. But if you get up to use the restroom, you have to do it. So it's going to be tricky. Everyone's going to be trying to figure that out uh, as we go.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. Also, I'm sorry. Yeah, just in line with the mask, the social distancing, the six feet. W- almost everywhere you go in San Diego now, you'll see tape or stickers or just different markings that are helping people judge what is six feet.
0: Or even one is in supermarkets, like they have the tape telling you that you can't go this way. You can only go that way. And I never pay attention because I don't look down. And so like, there are so many times I'm going down the wrong aisle and I know people who've been called out for going on the wrong aisle and then being told on and then people in the supermarket getting on the intercom to give a friendly reminder to go down the right way on the aisle.
1: So funny you say funny. that, about, you know, the social distancing too, because a lot of stores here are regulating how many people in out of time so you're having to keep a line outside then they let you in i have seen those markings on the floor that you're talking about saying that the one ways specific stores are doing them not every one of them and um i haven't called anybody out yet but if i was to see you to do that because i just can't stand when i'm seeing people like come the opposite way <laughs> i'm just like they have the tape signs for it you know uh just do it but obviously you know difficult to see but i haven't been really in a store that's been so crowded that when there's traffic jams coming you know each way down the aisle that really bothers me in terms of space because they have actually been regulating how many people can go in
3: yeah another it's actually a good thing san diego being that it is a pretty big city we typically have big city traffic, especially during rush hours, and that traffic has all but gone. And, woo, 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 woo. So not that we have anywhere to go, but if we did, um, it would be easy to get there.
1: (laughs) Well, I am still going to work myself up to my office. I work uh, alone, don't have anybody in there, so I am social distancing in my office. But the location in which I live in San Diego, I live pretty far south, Brittany and I close to the Mexican border. And the freeway that's closest to us is Interstate 805. And anybody in San Diego will tell you that freeway is one of the most notorious in terms of traffic. And so everybody coming from the south is always trying to go to the downtown or more north regional areas where they have a lot of, you know, uh, businesses. So traffic is always bad for my short mileage commute, and I haven't been having any of it. And as sad as it is considering people are dying due to COVID, that's one of the blessings, if you will, is the open roads for people who are still on the road uh, and everything. So I'm loving the no traffic, don't have to deal with it.
2: I love it because all I do all day is I am a, a nurse for a hospice and I visit patient to patient so I'm constantly driving from one patient to the next to the next until I drive home and now there's absolutely no traffic the roads are clear it makes it so much easier to get from point A to point B and I'm loving it I feel like my patients are loving it because I don't have to call them saying hey I think I'm gonna be late because I'm stuck in traffic or a car crash came up so it might be a few more minutes and I love that there's absolutely no traffic. And like we have had patients downtown in San Diego. Downtown San Diego is a really, typically a really busy place where it's super hard to find parking. And now that no one's on the road, parking has been super easy to find
0: anywhere I've gone in San Diego. Yeah. I feel like I've noticed that traffic is starting to be a little bit more.
1: Yes. A little bit.
0: And I don't think it's people necessarily going back to work. I think that people are still working from home, but it's more so like the the fear isn't as strong anymore. There's yeah, hot weather, people are out, people are going to the store, like, yeah. Well,
2: and also now, parks and beaches have opened up in San Diego. And just a few weeks ago, parks and beaches were Closed to the entire general public. Now that they've opened again and the weather's good, people are going to the beach and the parks. And so like, that's a really good topic to talk about is the the beaches are now open for exercise. So you can walk and run or swim in the ocean. But one of the rules is you can't lay down or sit down on the sand.
3: I went to the beach the very first day that it was allowed for active use. (laughs) I was like as soon as the hour struck that you could go I was there and there were a lot (laughs) of other people there some wearing masks some not there's lifeguards going around kind of letting people know that these are the new rules and if people do sit down they you know politely come up and tell them I was actually there last night as well to watch the sunset and it's the same kind of a thing. I, I'm starting to see more people start sitting down and laying down, but they're continuing to get those reminders.
2: There's police cars driving up and down the beaches. Um yeah. I think they're actually still ticketing people if they're not abiding by some of the rules.
1: Well I know they were real hard on the tickets like if you were sitting down on the beach over Memorial Day weekend, obviously because in general that's going to bring more crowds to the beach. Um But, you know, it's really hit or miss, I guess. You know, it depends on how the cops really want to enforce it. So, I mean, you could swim, you could walk and stroll, but like sitting is the problem, even if you are keeping the six feet distance. And I think it's like that because when Los Angeles County was one of the first counties to actually reopen their beaches in California, so many people went... Yeah, and they didn't give a a lot of space or so authorities felt they didn't give space. So the governor stepped in and said, you guys have to like reclose those. So I think because of that, um, they don't want San Diego to lose its privilege. So the cops are out a little bit more enforcing like, all right, no, like sitting on the beach, but go ahead and walk. But, you know
2: i have heard that the masks are mandatory on the beach unless you're swimming in the water is that true um
3: i haven't seen it be enforced at all and i think it's about half and half with people
2: and every time i've been on the beach people do keep their distance um, yeah and i know that to kind of keep the crowds down still at the parks and the beaches a lot of the parking lots whether it to be to the beaches or like hiking trail parking lots are keeping them only half open. Or closed so, still. There's a lot still closed. A lot still closed. Yeah. Okay. I know that hiking trails are now open in San Diego, but they're encouraging people not to drive to the trails. Like If, it, if the trail happens to be in your backyard and you can white walk there or bike there, they're encouraging you to go for that. And they're not encouraging you to wear a mask while you hike unless you're passing another person and you can't physically social distance.
1: Well I want to get back to the hiking topic that we're on now but I want to just back up a little bit to the beach because one of the things that they're doing here in San Diego also and it almost feels a little counterintuitive to me is they're restricting the hours of the beach from like 6 a.m to 6 p.m which you would think most if you're going to sit give it certain hours that everyone's going to go during that and it's going to be more crowded. But the reason why I bring that up is because we didn't go right away like Kim did when the beach is open, but Brittany and I were like, all right, you know, let's wait a couple days when we have some free time on the weekend because again, both Brittany and I are fortunate enough to still be working. And we went and we got there a little bit after six and we couldn't even get on the beach. The beach was completely empty, but luckily where we went to, there is a um, sidewalk that, you know, all those parallels to the beach. So we were able to stroll the beach, if you will, on the sidewalk, but it, it wasn't the same, especially being excited, trying to go to it, so. But, uh, I- oh, sorry, I was gonna say back to what Brittany was saying about hiking, though, is we've done quite a little bit of hiking. There's a good hiking trail that's right by our home that we've done tro- twice since uh, quarantine. And some people have the masks, but, um some people, when they didn't have the masks, they were being courteous enough to like turn themselves away, like at narrow points, like if people were passing. So if they didn't have a mask, they would turn away. But we saw lots of people pulling them up when they would pass people if they had it.
0: Too yeah. late. It's already in the air, man. <laughs> well, just it's bad. open air. <laughs>
1: yeah. Inside in a building. Open air is a lot different.
0: though. Which
2: trail?
1: I forgot what it's called. What is it called, Brittany?
2: Oh, I want to say it's called like Horseshoe Peak in San Diego, something like that. But it's a steep, like four and a half mile hike. It gets you, it gets your heart pumping, gets, you, gets your sweat on.
1: I'll tell you what, though, great. there's a little like lake or reservoir when you fly into San Diego because there's only one flight path into San Diego. And I usually always sit on the same side of the plane and I've seen that lake and I'm like, where is this lake? It's so close to San Diego. I didn't even know this existed. Tell you what, I did that hike and I found where that lake was. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've looked up the plane and saw that.
0: It has beautiful views. Yeah. Are you coming to us live from the lake right now, Jamal?
1: I am not coming <laughs> to you live from that lake. I'm coming to you vicariously from the National Park in Croatia. Nice,
0: and that's one of our episodes too yeah yes it is Yeah. so i really want to go hiking however i've been reading so of course this is me who's saying it but i've been reading so many articles about how coyotes have taken over our trails of san diego
2: i haven't seen one yet and we've been hiking quite a few times so you know here though what'd you hear but a
3: a um some type of shark, I don't know if there's a great white, but some type of shark was just recently spotted off the shore in Coronado Beach.
1: You know, yeah. I was wondering if uh, the more shark uh, sightings were gonna happen because if less people are in the water, they're probably gonna come closer to the shore. And so I'm wondering by the time people, a lot of people get back into the water, not that there's necessarily gonna be attacks, but you know, it's like with all the other wildlife that you're hearing in the national parks, are coming closer to the roads, or people that live in the mountains if they're not necessarily out animals from the mountains are coming in could be the same thing for the sharks so luckily i don't swim in the water here in san diego like you do uh well, yeah, so i'm good. maybe this
0: the sharks are going back to shark alley in south africa too
1: <laughs> maybe. maybe they
0: are <laughs> i don't think the killer whale population has changed though oh that's true that's true and just like for reference guys we went to south africa to do uh well we went to south africa regardless and we tried to do the great white shark cage diving and uh there were none there in shark alley none and
1: if you want to know the story why there was none there check out our africa episode on the original podcast
0: there you go But
1: now that we're getting into phase three, does someone want to talk about what restaurants have been like here?
0: Really quickly though, before we jump to restaurants, I just wanted to say that like one thing that's been really interesting just in terms of like physical activity that we were talking about is I still go outside and I walk and I run and of course like when I walk now I'm not wearing a mask but when it was like in the thick of it I would always wear a mask when I would go out and walk um of course I'm not wearing a mask when I'm running And it's interesting because like at the peak of it or like when it started, like someone would go stay on the sidewalk and the other person would go on the street because no one wanted to like pass each other that close. Whereas then once it like really blew up in April, then like you could be two blocks away, try like coming towards each other. And then someone would like run across the street. Like no one wanted to pass you. No one wants to like walk by you. It's like you have a flesh eating bacteria, you know, like people were just so scared. And then me, me as well, you know, like, I don't want to pass you. I don't know where you've been. So now I feel like it's still kind of like that, but it's not so drastic where people are darting, like legit darting across the street like they were in April.
3: And San Diego's a big like jogger city, exercise outdoor kind of a city, but there was exponentially more people out walking,
2: jogging. Because you know, a lot really- of people are working from home and they have nothing else to do but go out of their houses and get some fresh air and get some exercise.
1: You know, it's really, I find one of the most ironic things about the whole situation going on right now, and this is more particularly at the beginning of lockdown, is I get people would leave their homes to go to work, but truly people are in their cars or in a building. They're not really outside. But the moment that they said, like, oh, you know, stay in your homes, It's like everybody decided that they were like a hiker or a jogger or a go to the beach type person before they really started to kind of crack down on that. I'm just like, it's crazy. Like you would have never done this before and now here they are just going out. But I guess, you know, obviously everyone needs some sort of uh, relief and fresh air. So I'm not judging. It's just, I find it kind of uh, (laughs) ironic and funny. Like everyone who would never have done that before, like, yeah, I'm going out. Have you
2: guys seen those memes? sorry have you seen those memes where um it's like something along the lines of all you people who said that you could spend a month in a cabin isolated by yourself you were lying
1: yeah <laughs> yeah because the ones before there's like oh for a million dollars would you spend like so many months here with like no internet and blah 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 well granted at least we would want internet now but you know <laughs> and everyone would respond to them saying yeah it's like that's a lie <laughs> <laughs>
0: So let's talk
2: about restaurants and how the restaurant industry has changed during the COVID-19 pandemic in San Diego.
3: So before they were able to open, some major changes happened and I thought were really cool. So curbside pickup, I think that is awesome. Like order your food, you don't even have to get out of your car, you pull up, you get it. But even cooler than that are to-go cocktails. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what a crazy <laughs> world we're living in right now, to so go cocktails.
3: I would go to Cafe Coyote in Old Town and pick up these tubs of pre-made margaritas and just go home and have like a um, fiesta with my competing <laughs> with and um, PB Shore Club in PV was doing their Red Bull vodka slushies to go and like I just think that's the coolest thing and I think that needs to stay. So wait, well, how okay. does that work though? Because you can't drive with an open container. Yeah, I mean, it's more. it was more like a Tupperware where it had a lid, and you're technically supposed to put it in your trunk when you drive away. But like PB Short Club, you can walk up and get one.
2: Mm.
1: So they were at PB Short Club. They're <laughs> so the Las Vegas Strip. Just take your drink, walk on the street. I they didn't really care.
0: But you yes, it's what? been so long since I've partied. And so just hearing you say that, Kim, I'm just like, what just like magic going down your throat.
1: Beyond the drinks, which are actually pretty cool if drinking is your thing. (laughs) One thing that I think is really cool, too, that they've done since, you know, obviously people couldn't dine in is a lot of restaurants that usually didn't offer delivery, or if they did, they had a charge, they would waive the charge or they would start actually doing delivery. Not everybody did, but a lot of places had delivery included, which I think was really cool. I think that's something that's probably going to stay for a while, even once restaurants, uh, now that they are open for dining, but even though they're going to be only at like 50% or less capacity for social distancing, I think that's going to be a trend that's going to stay, which I think is really cool is now like
2: pre-delivery. I've also seen in like some of the restaurants that are only doing to go orders or drive-through where they're not even physically handing you the bag themselves. They're putting it on a tray, putting the tray out the window, and you're grabbing from the top, just grabbing the, the bag of food instead. So it's like more touchless. Yeah, and I've same seen for sitting on the table right at the front door
3: with your name on it.
2: Yeah. And same for like credit card. So they're not, taking your, they're not physically handling your card. They'll put the machine through the window, through the drive-through and you'll put your card in so it can read the chip and then take it away. And so it's a lot less people, different people handling the same stuff.
1: Speaking of what you're saying about the card, just kind of real quick, I wonder if in time we're gonna to get to the European model because what we do here in the States when we pay with credit card is quite unique. When we give it to them, they take it away and then bring it back. In Europe they have little machines that they bring to the table uh, and you just put it in there yourself and so they'll bring it to you you slip it in pull it out and then the server handles the rest so I wonder if in time they're gonna just kind of go to that model which I think would be really cool yeah but Kim I know you've done some dine-and-eating why don't you tell us about how they're doing menus now Oh.
3: Yeah, so, the first day that Diamond was announced, I of course ran to the nearest restaurant.
1: Who's <laughs> <Boot> the <laughs> economy, Kim? I'm happy to hear it.
3: Yeah, I got to support my local business. the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. restaurants are so amazing. You got to keep them alive.
1: That and the servers and giving them tips. So, it's all yeah, like a you know, big it's circle.
3: <laughs> so, they of course are not at full capacity. Mm-hmm. A lot of San Diego restaurants are bars as well, and at night they turn into bars nightclubs. So the bar area, a lot of people would sit and eat there. Those are all closed. They have somebody that would seat you at a table. You can't just come in and order something and stand around. You have to be at a table and a server comes to you. Servers wearing masks, you're supposed to be wearing a mask when you go in. And then once you're at your table, you can take it off. But if you're gonna go to the bathroom, you need to put it back on. Um, the menus are really cool Um, you just it's on the table and and actually a lot of restaurants too are sanitizing the table right in front of you when you sit down or sporting you with hand sanitizer right when you walk in Um, but the menus are these little QR codes on the table that you take a picture on your phone and then the menu pops up and you look at it there this way you don't have to touch it you don't have
2: to clean it pretty cool actually that's really cool. And talking about like things that they're getting rid of at the restaurants, I know the laminated, laminated menus are getting rid of the, did the QR codes, but they're getting rid of like keeping salt and pepper or condiments on the table. And if like you do need them, they'll bring them to you. But between uses, they'll sanitize the outside of them, but they're not leaving a lot of things on the table that you can actually touch. I've also read that they're not like pre-setting silverware
3: yeah, the they're table. not even doing
2: silverware.
0: They're
3: wow. just disposable. Disposable. Or one of them's biodegradable. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. you
0: order or like when you do the the, the the code to like pull up the menu, I feel like it's only a matter of time before you don't even need a waiter. Like it's just gonna like order through the system.
3: Yeah. I mean, a lot of chain restaurants like Olive Garden Applebee's were already like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, they had yeah. it on
3: the screen on your table,
2: but you don't even need a, a waiter. That's a good point, Zaina. I've also heard that some restaurants that aren't using that same technology will, will have like a really big blackboard with the menu items on it and you can go, you're allowed to go up to the bar to order and then like come back to pick it up, but they're kind of eliminating the waiter position in some instances. Which is
1: kind of really sad. I hope that's something that doesn't stay, I mean, with as technology advances, I mean, you're seated it in grocery stores even before this, like the self uh, checkout and things like that but you know being a server myself you know especially when I was younger that money is really good as a server and I hope that's like money and jobs that's not permanently taken out of the economy I'm sure they'll still be there but I do think a lot of restaurants will transition to at least having less or none at all if they can because of this Uh, so that's one of the unfortunate things even though it makes the ordering process easier
3: also part of the experience when you get greeted by your waiter and they tell you about things and they're so happy and they treat you well like that's part of being waited on
0: when they're hot and they uh, like flirt with you and you flirt with them write your number on the receipt (laughs) (laughs) it's an experience you're paying for the experience but you know what like to me when i hear about like technology taking jobs of humans it's all what is it darwin theory the the survival of the fittest am i getting the right guy yeah. But, like, essentially, like, that's what it is, right? Like, we're creating technology, and it's overtaking us. And sometimes I don't even think that we notice how we're allowing technology to overtake us.
2: Yeah. Like, even just having that personal touch does make a difference. And when you're deciding between, like, two entrees, and you say, like, hey, what would you recommend? What what are the pros to this meal or the pros to that meal? Like, that makes the experience a lot of the times like sometimes you might choose the wrong item or it's harder to sub things or change menu items when you're on a computer but like if you want a specific sandwich without this but you want to add that to make it more difficult when like you can just tell the waiter and they can write it down real quick you know
0: yeah
3: i will say though so the dine-in stuff is still pretty new so every experience i've had so far and i've had a good handful already um, they are so happy so welcoming like I've never seen wait staff so excited to see people back in there and just <laughs> thank you for coming in and how did you hear that we're
2: open and yeah so that's good yeah oh, that's great mm-hmm. so one thing that I heard has start has started to open um, are malls and malls have been closed in San Diego for quite some time now and I heard that they've gotten the approval to open but so many places even though the malls got, have gotten approval, the actual stores haven't opened yet a lot of the times. Jamal and I actually tried to go to the outlet malls near our home, and I like even read on a Twitter feed saying, our mall's open, welcoming the public back, social distancing, all of this stuff. And we got to the mall, and there was like two stores open.
1: Yeah, so we, we tried to go to the mall because, as we mentioned earlier, we've been doing quite a bit of pub- – hiking and quarantine we're hikers in general but we've been doing more we needed new hiking shoes they have some good um stores at the outlet like columbia north Face. So we're like oh let's see what type of hiking shoes we could get from there and we get there and the mall is says it's open but everything's closed like Brittany said except for the couple stores and i think it goes back to what we were saying really earlier even though they're getting the okay workers have been furloughed they get the okay to open up so quickly that now they've either got to rehire or reach out to staff. So I just don't think that they have their safety precautions in place or yet the employees that they need to open. So even though they're open, it's going to take a little bit of time to, to see everything kind of up and running, I
3: think. Yeah, it's really hit or miss. I um, There's this little boutique in Kiwi called Trendy and Tipsy. Super cute clothes, and I saw on their Instagram that they were opening. And I think I showed up maybe 30 minutes after they opened. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. I'm just the early adopter of all. I was of gonna
1: my- say, does that <laughs> everyone see Kim trend? She's the first one to show up when anything uh, opens. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm going, like, I'm doing, like, two, three days after the fact. You're, like, right on the ball, Kim.
2: Yeah, you know what it's like. <laughs> well, some stores haven't opened for shopping inside, but, like, Bed Bath & Beyond has some locations where you can do curbside pickup and stuff like that, which is really cool. One other thing we didn't touch on in general is in San Diego, a lot of the uh, grocery stores or stores that you can go into, like, Target you're not allowed to bring your own reusable bags now. Like they're, Mm. and they've actually put a Sandy, or California was taxing or charging per plastic bag use. And they've actually put a ban that the stores can't charge for them right now because they're not allowing us to bring in our own reusable bags this time.
0: And for anyone coming to California, it was 15 cents for plastic and 10 cents for paper. Yeah. I also noticed that when I was in Target,
2: earlier today for the self-checkout and checkout in general, there's someone now, there's like a line for the checkout and there's someone saying, okay, you can go to this register or if you want to go to the self-checkout, go into this line. And they're really like enforcing how people come to the checkout lines. And I noticed that when I was doing self-checkout between every single transaction, every single customer, they were wiping down the touch screen, the card reader, everything before they called the next person up to use a checkout
0: yeah it's cleaning- so crazy
1: what were you going to say though kim
3: oh just in addition to cleaning that cleaning carts door handles i seen them oh yeah
1: well that, yeah we didn't even say that too that's true like a lot of the stores at least the grocery ones uh they're sanitizing all the carts before you go and they'll tell you this side is sanitized this side is not so grab from here so A lot of stores are getting their uh, safety precautions in place. So, you know, uh, I'm interested to see how long this will last. I mean, will it be forever? Will it eventually, you know, pass in time and people will forget? But either way, regardless of COVID, no COVID, I like the idea of my cart handle being clean when I touch it. Because imagine, just think of all before this, how many people touched it, and they probably were never, ever clean, you know?
0: That is true. All the people who left the bathroom without washing their hands and touching their cart. (laughs) Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> sorry, guys.
1: well it, it's the it's the truth now they're sanitizing it Do you yeah really have anything else that you can think of in terms of covid changing life in san diego
0: um i want to say something oh no. so this oh sorry <laughs> this isn't necessarily california but i just think that this is so interesting right now that in hawaii you have a mandatory two-week quarantine And so visitors going to Hawaii are being arrested because obviously like who's gonna go on vacation and quarantine for two weeks before you go out. And so people are going to Hawaii, they don't quarantine, they're posting pictures on Instagram and locals, uh, these are like small islands and they're calling the police and reporting them because they could potentially be spreading COVID. And again, that's in Hawaii, but I think it's just like so interesting um, to kind of see how this all plays out. There's a lot of different states that, that are doing a
2: 14-day mandatory quarantine if you arrive to their state, like Texas was doing one. Montana, Idaho, Hawaii has been really big on the enforcer enforcement, and I think it's because a lot of people do their do go there specifically to travel, um, and so they're they're more hard on it. Currently, California doesn't have any travel bans for anyone visiting our state to self-quarantine for 14 days.
3: Yeah, and I would say even though there's a lot of cons to this whole COVID thing and to the lockdown um, and to the way things are changing, there's there's a lot of pros and we're just adjusting to our new new normal. And
2: we are Diego is still as good as it was before.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sometimes even better without the traffic.
1: That's true.
3: well
2: guys that is all we have for you thank you guys so much for tuning in on this travel tuesday please make sure to click the subscribe button right below and
3: get all of our new quarantine episodes and our podcast audio episodes
1: yeah don't forget to check out the podcast episodes that we have we have them everywhere you could find it apple Podcasts, google spotify you name it so definitely be sure to check out our Podcast episodes as well. Get inspired to take that trip once quarantine's over.
0: You can even find our podcasts on our website at www.travelsquadpodcast.com. And if you found this information funny or useful, I switched that around. If you found it useful or you thought we were just playing funny, please be sure to share it with a friend. We appreciate that.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye,
0: guys.